Sometimes you gotta go back to actually move forward. I don't mean all the way back to dental school. Let's face it, that was an awful experience. But when it's all said and done, you still have questions. That's what Paul and Justin are here for. To answer your questions as your dental business mentors. What's up, everybody? This is Dr. Justin Bohr. I'm here with Dr. Paul Etchison. We are here. (laughs) Yeah, boy. We're here answering all your questions today. So one of the questions that we're going to talk about here, Paul, can you let us know what that question is? Yeah. So this is somebody writing in and talking about hygienists and saying that they're doing co-diagnosis with their hygienists, but they do have one provider that's diagnosing a little bit more aggressively than the other one. And they're feeling badly about going against what they're telling the patient and saying, oh, no, I don't agree with that. So the question is basically, how do we calibrate our hygienists? And I think better thing to talk about is how do we calibrate our whole team? Okay. So just for clarity, is this person having issues with hygiene? Diagnostics. Diagnostics. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Well, first things first, it's training, right? Like everyone needs to be on the same page and bought into the same value system. And what I mean by that is like, Here's how we present and comprehensively diagnose. This is what we do. This is how we communicate those things to patients. Like those things should be done by blocking off time consistently and doing that on a regular basis. Now everyone says, well, where are we going to find the time to do that? We hardly have the time to do da 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 Well, good for you. You're never going to solve the problem, right? Like continue making up those excuses, say whatever you're going to say. We've had Losers. multiple practices. <laughs> well, at the end of the day, It's not far from the truth. You're just not willing to do what it takes. And if you're not willing to do what it takes, then nobody can help you, right? That's the way I look at it. So set aside the time to train your team. Get those awkward conversations out of the way outside of the operatory, okay? Now, you will have some people who are more comprehensive than others. I don't like the term aggressive because I think that's a term that conservative dentists hide behind, because they're too chicken to actually do comprehensive diagnosis and treatment planning. So everyone else is aggressive and they're conservative because they sit there watching everything until something that could have had to a crown on it, something that could have had an endo done is now split in half and needs to be extracted and the patient needs an implant. That's interesting because like who wants to be treated aggressively? I yeah. could treat you both ways, Miss Joan. Well, you want me to be really aggressive or do you want me to be conservative with you? <laughs> no one's going to be like, get aggressive with me. You're right. I've never even thought about that. I like that you say that. That's, that's interesting. What you're doing is you're being comprehensive. You have the ability to be comprehensive when you're not just taking the Mickey Mouse courses that are part of your local dental society, quite frankly. Okay. The people who I've seen who have invested thousands of dollars a year in continued education, guess what? All of a sudden, their diagnosis is actually more comprehensive. Why? Because they know more than you do. You just don't know as much. When it comes to provider differences like dentists in the practice, I manage them by simply showing them, look, the reason this person sees this is look at the CE they've taken. You have not done that yet, right? So they're doing their patient a service by introducing these treatment modalities to these patients. And you just don't know how to diagnose them because you can't see them. I couldn't see them if I didn't understand how to see them, right? So you try to get them on board and you calibrate these people by showing them x-rays and photos and treatment plans and getting them to come up to the same level as the other folks, right? And that's the only way to do it. It's like, you're not going to get better at anything unless you do the work. And so sitting there with cases in front of you and calibrating your dentists is super important. Same with the hygiene team members, right? They should know 
how their diagnosis treatment planning as well. How frequently are we bringing patients back based on different PSR scores or whatever you use in your practice? How are we presenting to patients that have missing teeth, a malfunction or a crowding, right? All that sort of stuff needs to be trained. If you're not any good at it, your team won't be any good at it. So you should know how to do that really well. So you can catch people when they're good and you can be the leader of those meetings. If you have too big of a practice to be involved in that or you have too many, well, then that's your that's your principal dentist or that's your manager and your principal dentist. Bottom line is practice, practice, practice. Yeah, I like this question because it's an easy answer. It's training. It is, 100%. This is one of those ones that's really easy to non-confrontationally train people then not back them in the corner and make them feel like they're being attacked. I like having the calibration meeting with the hygienist and I like having, we used to do these as a complete huge group. Now we've got like 13, 14 hygienists. So that's kind of too big of a group. We've got to split into groups. But if you do it with your hygienist, most offices might have like three, four, maybe two or three. You could sit there and say, hey, let's look at some cases together. What do you guys think? And what would you say? And they'll go and they'll say what they say. And then the hygienist can see where they're disagreeing on stuff. And then you can kind of be the referee and be like, I actually think this, and this is why I think this. And it's just, okay, okay, cool. Yeah. I don't think we would treat this class two lesion. It doesn't look like it's past the enamel. And this is somebody who has a low caries rate. So I don't think I'm going to be very aggressive with it. I'm going to second guess myself every time I say aggressive now, Justin. I'm wondering if I'm one of those people that hide behind that aggressive. What do you think? Help me. I don't know. I think you're mentor me. I think you're pretty comprehensive. You've done a bunch of courses and programs, man. I know, but like, dude, I say that to my patients. Like, oh, well, you know what? I kind of fall in the middle. I'm not conservative or aggressive. Really, in reality, I'm saying, well, I'm right and they're wrong. Yeah, well, (laughs) we're here to basically show patients the problems that we see, right? Yeah. And our goal is to get all of our team members to see the problems in a very similar way that we see the problem. And then the patient gets to decide if they want to solve that problem with the solutions we present. It's that simple. Like we're not pushing comprehensive treatment on anybody, but in my opinion, you're remiss if you don't present it all, right? So there's nothing wrong with phasing. If you see a bunch of stuff, a high caries rate, perio issues, ortho issues, bunch of aesthetic issues, like, yeah, we don't have to overwhelm somebody. You can phase treatment, deal with the foundation first and the perio, then deal with all the caries, right? Keep the teeth in the mouth. Then you can start getting into alignment and then cosmetic correction. Like phasing is one thing, but avoiding a comprehensive treatment because A, you just don't know what you're doing or B, you're too scared to present or C, you haven't trained everyone and calibrated everyone. So like one day they see Dr. X and the other day they see Dr. Y and they get two different kind of treatment plans. To me, that's not a high standard of care. Yeah, that's really hard. We've had that happen with associates where they've, we've had a new associate come in. We've had a practice that we haven't diagnosed anything on maybe four years. And then they see the new associate and they diagnose like three, four like caries. And it's like, whoa, whoa, pump the brakes, man. Like you can't just walk in and start doing this. Like you got to get to know them first. I'm not saying they weren't right or wrong, but it's a difference in calibration. How did this person get four cavities in one six month period? You know, I think artificial intelligence that is integrated with the softwares we have and based on like sound scientific literature. So it's looking for problems based on literature. You can't argue with it in the future. I think that's going to solve the problem. There's no more aggressive conservative dentist. There's just here are the problems, brother. Yeah. And then you have to prompt it. Yeah. You have to prompt it. You say, you prompt it. it gives yeah. you the treatment plan. You go, be more aggressive, more <laughs> aggressive, give another treatment plan, but do it more aggressively. 
Every time I say aggressive now, even when I say it with a patient, I'm literally thinking like, dude, am I full of shit? Am I just like pointing off? Am I scared to diagnose? What am I doing? Man, I'm having a crisis here. Man, what were we even talking about? Oh, we're talking about calibration means. It's an easy answer. Do the training. Just sit down and do it. And the thing is, is how often do you do this? I tell people we do these once a month. Do we do them once a month? No, you do them once a month until like you start having them and you're like, this is stupid. Why are we doing this? We're not getting anything out of this anymore. So I think you can do everything maybe once every other week, once a month, but you will know you're not going to be doing it once a month forever. You will know when it's time to kind of back off and these meetings are unproductive. You'll feel it and you'll see people roll up to these meetings and they'll go, and then they might get aggressive with you and be like, why are we here? This is stupid. So you want to put the cherry on top of that one, Justin, and take us down the... I think it's right there. Like you said, it was beautifully said. This one's easy because it's simple. You have to train folks. And if you're not trained, you can't train people. So go get trained. And then level everyone up by doing monthly or bi-monthly calibration meetings using real world cases that have come through your chair and try to get everyone on the same page, allow open communication, and eventually you won't need them anymore. Like Paul said, you just won't unless you have turnover, et cetera, but you generally won't for longstanding team members. So just get after it, get it done. Although it's simple, it's not easy because you got to go through it all the time. And I think this is why most people are hesitant to go ahead and do that. They either have to make a financial investment to learn themselves or they don't want to have awkward conversations. They don't want to be labeled as aggressive and all these sorts of things that we fear. Those are all mindset things. You just got to get that out of your head and go get the job done. Yeah, I couldn't agree more, man. Totally. It's almost like we are having communication issues about communication that I'm not communicating how I want to be communicated. Yes. That's what's happening. <laughs> it is. So you need to communicate, communicate how to communicate with your team and communicate. <laughs> so, all right, dentalbusinessmentor.com, $179 a month, no contracts. Write us your questions, info at dentalbusinessmentor.com. We will talk to you guys next time. Hey everyone, I just wanted to share a recent success story I just heard about. Six months ago, Dr. Dushan Patel of Sumner Dental Group in Tennessee reached out to Relevance Marketing because he wasn't receiving a whole lot of traffic from his website or anything online. Relevance expanded the online presence by listing the dental office in all the online directories with consistent information, which is super important, fixing any errors, along with redesigning his website using content that Google upranks, all the while keeping aesthetics and search keywords in mind. They then began to publish blogs and information relevant to dentistry using the search keywords for their area. Now, in just a few months, Sumner Dental was in position number one or number two on the Google Map Pack and organic listings for almost every single dental keyword. They saw an 88.9% increase in phone calls as well as 115% increase in interactions with their Google business profile. Now, if you think having your phone ring almost twice as often with new patients could really change your practice, well, you're right. If you're looking for a transparent, no contracts, no BS, and results-driven online marketing program, look no further than RelevanceOnlineMarketing.com. It's who I've been using for almost five years. Can't say enough good things about them. Hey, mention the Dental Practice Heroes podcast and you'll get your first month free. Go to RelevanceOnlineMarketing.com to schedule your free demo today. That's www.RelevanceOnlineMarketing.com.